Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives and how and why they make the art that they do. And today I have Jennifer Thornhill with me today, who I met through SBS Learns Children's Book Pro class. Hi, Jennifer. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing pretty good myself. Um, so thank you so much for being on the podcast and being willing to share your art journey with us. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, um, your art background? Um, yes. So I did not go to school for art. I went, uh, I did a history and English degree. Um, I did some minors in art, but I always have really liked to draw and I'm a very crafty kind of a person. And I came into um, doing children's books kind of by accident. I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like my lifelong dream to be a children's book illustrator. <laughs> I wanted to write and um, I like, um, I enjoyed writing and I, I came into, um, uh, I found, I, I ended up, what I did is I, I ran a business mm -hmm. where I needed to learn how to do digital art very quickly. And you can see anybody who wants to know that can, uh, I did an interview with Will Terry um, about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So basically I was drawing pictures for t-shirts mm -hmm. and I got online and I was just looking up how to do digital art because I couldn't do it fast enough by hand anymore. And I found Will Terry um, on his YouTube channel. And from him, I went over to SVS Learn because you know he talks about it a lot. And that was how I, um, I ended up there. And then I was, um, it was the storytelling element of doing children's books that really drew me into that. It was once I found out how much storytelling went into the illustration, then I was like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I watched the interview that you did with Will Terry. I thought that was so cool. You're very entrepreneurial and I do recommend I'll put a link in the description box. So anybody who wants to listen to that, they can check it out. But um, what made you so like there is that aspect of the storytelling and so you're you're interested in writing and illustrating your own um books but i know that you have been um illustrating books for uh how many have you done now if you mind me ask, asking illustrating i have finished four i'm working on one right now oh cool only one is actually out mm -hmm. so only you know people can only check out the one <laughs> it's called scrub and it's written by susan bellevue very nice and so in illustrating children's books you prefer um strictly digital or are you mixing like traditional and digital um can you talk I, about a little bit yeah i really like to work digitally okay um, I find, and I don't know, maybe it's kind of silly. What I like about digital is I'm not worried about wasting paper or canvas or paint. And I can just do something. If it doesn't work, I can hit control Z. And I'm, you know, I, I find that if I, when I'm working that way, I'm not 
pushing myself to keep working on something that's I think just not turning out. You know, sometimes you get a, an illustration, it's just not working and you keep working on it because you've already got so much, you know, time and paint and paper and, and things like that into it. I just, this way, you know, I can just open a new file and start over and it's just that I, you know, I have that thing where I, I don't want to waste anything. Oh, I totally get you. You know, it's it, nice to be on a budget <laughs> to be <able> to <laughs> appreciate what you have. And then when you get something that costs a little bit, you're very, you're like, oh, I appreciate that. I'm going to take care of it <laughs> yes. it works for a long time. So I was curious, are you using for your digital work Photoshop? I know some Photoshop Procreate. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I work on Photoshop and I have a, a graphics monitor that I draw. Cool. And then um, as far as any advice you would give for new illustrators starting a career in children's books, what would that be? I would say definitely take classes. Um, you know, everybody starts out thinking, you know, I can draw. Your family tells you your stuff is really nice. Your friends say it's really nice. Um, but everybody still has more to learn when they're starting out. And really taking some classes there's so many of them online it's you know it's almost it's not free a lot of times there's a lot of free stuff on on youtube and things people can watch um and then the online classes are you know very good price it's not like you're paying you know full out tuition and everybody needs to learn more i think and yeah. contests enter contests <laughs> you always think you're really good until you do <laughs> Is there any courses that you recommend um, that you've experienced online? Um, because I'm always looking for new things. And especially if there's anything, well, you already have a solid footing in writing, but I'm also, if you've heard of anything that would be good for people who want to write um, for children's I books. I always, great. yeah, I always recommend the SBS classes, mm -hmm. all of them. The Children's Book Pro class was really good, but all of the other classes really set you up to do to do the children's book pro class and without all of the svs classes before that i think there was people who struggled in that class to have because they didn't know some of the other stuff um also there's a website called domestica oh, yeah. uh -huh. and they have some really good stuff it's just a lot of times it's in spanish and it has like it's it's dubbed it or like, or it's got the subtitles in English. So, yeah. uh, but they're very good classes, all in all. Um, for writing, I'm just looking for a book up here so I can tell you the name of it. Okay, I'll write it down because I'm always looking for stuff for writing because I'm not a writer. Okay, it's called Writing Picture Books and it's by Anne Whitford Paul. I don't think I have that one. Um, it, it, it's very good. She does actually a class on the SVS platform oh, I have um, on writing picture books, but um, it, it's a little bit hard to follow on there. Okay, gotcha. And the book is like a bazillion times better. <laughs> oh, okay. So okay. It, the way that she's laid it out, you basically you take your manuscript uh -huh. and then each chapter brings you through a different type of edit. And in the end of the book, you're finished the manuscript. 
Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard of anything for classes online? Because I am specifically interested in, and it's so hard, rhyming um, books for um, young readers. Have you heard of any? Because I've been looking online for whether it's classes or information. I took a workshop that one that um, when you had messaged and said, anybody going to that conference? I did go to the one I can't remember her name, but she went that over. Was Ann for Was that her? Okay. <laughs> she went over so much stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was really great. But it's just like, I need time to, you know, understand it. And it's been so long since I've written anything in rhyme. And um, so I just need to check out her book, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Also, if you look at the books, I don't know if you've heard of her, What's Julia that? Donaldson. Okay. All right. Does excellent rhyming books. Okay. I think. Well, I haven't come across one yet that isn't written in rhyme. Okay. But they're so well done. Okay. Good. I will check that out because I've been looking at Bill Martin Jr. I love any of his stuff. I've read that to my students when I was teaching K through five. Any of his stuff, the kids just adore his uh, writing and also the illustration marriage between him and Eric Carl is just fantastic. And so it's, um, but it's really hard writing rhyme and having that specific rhythm. And I don't remember much of anything from writing poetry from, I think the last time I really did it was in high school, but I always, I just really like it. And it's, it's, it's always fun, the reaction for the audience, I think, and just, yeah. When you get a really good um, rhyme going that the audience can, even though they don't read or, you know, fluently at that young age, they can pretty much pick up because of the rhythm. I know by the cue of the illustration, mm -hmm. like, oh, this is what's happening next. And so yeah. I love that. And the kids loved yeah. it. And so after one reading, they could just read it on their own. Um, so yeah, it's great. I really appreciate you offering those suggestions. I will look at that book, but yeah, she was a good workshop to go to. I was glad I, I went to that, but it's like, I caught the tail end of it though. I did go back and watch the, oh, yeah. the zoom recording, but it was like, oh, mm. man, this is, I need practice at this, but thank you so much. I was quite excited when I seen her on there and, um, and I, I watched it. I watched it as well. Yeah. But poetry classes definitely would make a big difference if you want to write in in rhyme. Yes, yeah. you know, I, I did I did a couple in uh, like creative writing classes in university, oh, okay. and you really you learn a lot about what you have, what what makes it work properly, mm -hmm. and you know, there's a lot of poets who you know learn the rules and break the rules. But I think in writing, rhyming children's books, you have to know the rules and follow the rules like very strictly in order to make it work. Because as soon as you break a rule, the kids are like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's so much of a, uh, at least here in the U.S. and Georgia, the standards, they start like in kindergarten with the, the nursery rhymes and it really helps them understand, like just the whole cadence of it and then understand mm -hmm. how to read, like it really yeah, it really helps. And they really enjoy it too. It's like, they have a lot of fun with it. Um, so are there any artists or illustrators that are currently inspiring your work that you'd like to share? Um, currently, um, and it's taken me a really long time to get to this point because I do take, I do have this bad habit where I take 
people who are doing like really like some really excellent work and think, oh, that's what I want to do. And I've really, you know, made myself take that down to a point where I'm looking at people who are trying and trying to draw like somebody who draws in the style that I want to draw. So right now, um, what I'm really looking at a lot is books by Marla Frazee. Oh, yeah, she's great. She draws a lot, like a lot of pencil sketch yeah. with, um, with then, then it's like she's painting just her pencil sketch. And that's what I really like. Mm -hmm. And I'm also looking at um, picture books by Jake Parker. Oh. So his The Twelve Slaves of Christmas and The Little Bottom Sparrow. That's what I want my work to look like, but a little bit more pencil, like with without the ink. That's basically, that's what I like without the ink, um, with the pencil sketch look to it. So that's what I'm really going for right now. Awesome. So how do you maintain a work life balance because I think it's a very much a struggle and since you you could probably shed a lot of insight since you own your own business because I find that um email never goes to sleep <laughs> the internet never goes to sleep and then it just if you are um I don't know if you had your business from in your home or you know things like that how do you maintain that and plus you you've mentioned um you know you have other commitments outside of just yeah so can you so I'm not very good at making that balance, to be honest. I'll sit here and draw when I should be doing something else. Um, when I was running my own business at home, it was absolutely crazy. Um, it started very fast. And it's basically, I would get up in the morning and start working in my office, in my house, and run out into the house to do different things and come back in here and I would work all day like it was a lot of work as it started to slow down at the end um then I you know it was a little bit um it, a little bit easier where you could go okay well this morning I'm going to work and then you know you kind of just have to decide you know I I would always do my work until the work was done and then I would go and do something else just to make sure I was getting it because I am really a procrastinator so I had to do it that way or I wouldn't get the work done wow so you just so um you would just literally work until you get it done and so how how late was that was that like did you have set hours or do you give yourself deadlines or sometimes well because when I was making t-shirts uh -huh. um really when I was really busy doing it I would just draw them until all of the orders were drawn. And then I would print them all and then I would be done for the day. And sometimes it would be, you know, I, I would be just finishing, like rushing to finish up packaging to get to the post office for five. And sometimes I would actually come back from printing and do more drawings because I just couldn't get to them all. But then now I'm not making like not a lot of people are traveling so I'm not making a lot of t-shirts I get like the odd one um right now and that's it because it's just there's I think that the people who are traveling like I know a lot of stuff is open now mm -hmm. but people aren't really 
I think they're not trying to advertise that they're traveling that as much as they were before. They don't want a t-shirt to say, hey, we're all going on a cruise. Because a lot of people don't think people should be traveling yet. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's not like people are going, making a big deal about their trip right now. So they're not buying these t-shirts. Um, so right now I'm working a lot on books. Um, I'm doing a book right now. It's a self-published author who um, hired me to do her book. And I hope I will be finished it by the end of December, which is my deadline. And it's going, um, so I've basically, I've just been giving, making myself sit down for a good, you know, several hours each day um, to work on that. That's that's great advice um, for how to, you know, schedule things, because I find that it's very difficult to not spend all day <laughs> drawing and uh that's that's a good point um what's something you would tell yourself if you could go back in time and about your art journey to give yourself a little bit of advice i would i would tell myself to just do my own work mm-hmm. i spent a lot of time when i first got into like i said i started learning about children's books Um, or children's book illustration um, through Will Terry. Mm -hmm. So I watch a lot of his tutorials and I would almost like redraw some of his stuff, but I don't draw like Will Terry, right? And then I would go to another, watch another class and then I would try and draw, you know, or I'd look at a book and I'd be like, oh, this is really nice. I'd like to draw like that. And I did really waste a lot of time jumping back and forth through illustration style or different people's illustration styles that weren't mine Mm -hmm. before I finally realized and and said no I'm just gonna draw like me Mm -hmm. and then I started making some progress so there was a lot of time wasted there where I could have been progressing in my own style where I was really just kind of trying to copy other people's styles if that makes sense yeah that does I mean I think uh I don't know. I feel like there's that sense of exploration. Like, I don't know, like I've been spending like the first year that I started going to graduate school, I felt like I spent just exploring medias, styles, different things. I don't know. It for me was like, it it was like, sometimes I do feel like, oh, that was a lot of time spent. But then at the same time, I found something I was really happy with. And then I was like, oh, at least I tried those other things. I don't know. <laughs> Just well, trying to, like we did in the, in the children's book pro class, we did uh, master copies, yes. mm-hmm. which was like really, really like that helped me learn a lot doing that. But at the same time, you need to be coming back to your own work and, and applying that to your own style where what I was doing was just trying to find myself a style in somebody else's work, mm. not in my, not taking things that I liked about that work and putting it into my own. So after um, you finished your uh, current children's book project, what are your future projects or roles? Um, well, I have been talking to another author about doing their book I haven't committed to it yet because I think what I'm going to do is just work on my own Um, I've got books that I've written and what I want to do is just get my my book dummies done and send those out 
and um, I am kind of, you know, I've already committed to doing this one, but I think it's going to be my last one. I find that self-published authors are really hard to work with. Mm -hmm. um, they have a, a really, they've already decided what the book is going to look like, and they almost just want to art direct it to death. Mm -hmm. um, so I think my plan going forward is just to do um, my own book dummies and get my own work out there. Awesome. That's great. I think that's, that's a great idea. And you have such a, um, like I've looked at your illustrations on Instagram and I follow you on there and I, I've really enjoyed seeing the progression of your work and the things that you've been doing with like the, the cutouts with the rooms and things like that. I think I saw a little gnome character or elf character himself. Yeah. Really cute. I just did him for, um, I'm trying to get some Christmas stuff in there while I, while I work on this other, this other book. So I'm, I'm doing these quick little Christmas pictures here and there. So after you've created all the art that you wanted to make, what would be three final truths you would leave behind? Sorry, it's a deep question. <laughs> yes. Well, that I've, I've been thinking about that one for a while since you asked me to do this because I, I, don't, uh, <laughs> I don't really know. But um, here's, this, is, this is what I've come up with. Um, the... Um, I think what, what I would tell other people is do your own work. Mm -hmm. Like I said before, don't, don't spend all your time drawing other people's stuff. You've got to, you've got to do your own work. You're never going to get anywhere. Um, make goals about like where you want to go and then work towards them with some kind of purpose. You know, always be working towards that. Don't just, you know, I, I see a lot of people who just draw like a picture of something and then they'll, you know, do something that's completely different and then they'll, they'll jump back and it's, they're not really working towards something. And I did that a lot for a long time myself. I would just, you know, I'd be doing it, have a, you know, a sketch of something and then I'd do a water painting and then I'd be you know, back into an illustration. And I think you really need to pick a path and, and work towards it. And, um, and then also to not stop doing, I know, like, at the same time as you're choosing that path and working towards it, don't stop doing other creative things that you really like. Like you need to refuel your creativity there to keep working towards doing um, that one thing that you want to do. So that would be all my advice. Thank you for sharing that with us. And where can people see your work online? You can see my work on Instagram. Um, it's Jennifer Thornhill Illo. And um, my portfolio website is www.jenniferthornhill.ca. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for sharing um, your expertise and knowledge and your experience in your art journey. And um, everybody, I'll put that in the description um, below on the podcast and uh, feel free to check out her work. And everybody, thank you for listening.
Bye. And thank you for having me on. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Bye.